step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. Sure, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you listen to the Fantasy Gesture? And if you haven't before and this is your first time, welcome aboard Fantasy Gesture show. I am he, the one, the only Fantasy Gesture, brought to you by FantasyGesturesports.com and Blog Talk Radio, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, Bread FromYourBed.com, and we're going to be adding to this uh, list probably starting next week as uh, we've got a couple more sponsors, and uh, it's just, it, it keeps growing. It keeps growing. That's all I can say. So if you're new, welcome aboard. Coming to you live, D-Land, Florida. As always, folks, how's everybody doing tonight? I hope you're ready for some fun because, you know, it seems, it seems everybody has jokes. Everybody's a comedian these days. Everybody thinks they're funny. And that's the sad part is that, you know, people think that they're funny and sometimes they're just really not. And we've had that. We've had that recently. And here's what makes it even funnier for me. You think you want to be funny to the guy with the moniker, the jester. I I really, I don't know. You know, listen, I don't go and say, I'm going to go out coach Bill Belichick tomorrow. I don't say that. I don't taunt him. That's foolish. He asked me, that's foolish. So, you know, people have jokes. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk all sports. As everybody knows, we talk all different sports here. It is NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, wrestling. We're going to talk a little wrestling tonight. We've got FXE. Brought up a great topic today with Joey Cage and sent him in a 20-minute rant that was just funny as hell. So I actually want to put it out there, though, as reality, as reality. So we'll talk to JT. Yes, be bringing in my partner everywhere we go, JT Fez 437 
on Twitter. And it's funny because, you know, as I'm sitting here doing the show, I'm thinking about the video that was released. And if you haven't seen the video, folks, there's a video that just uh, went out this past week, and it's on YouTube. Uh, And you can go check Fantasy Jester FXE. It's under there. And um, it is, uh, it's a video of Renegade and the Menace uh, trying to do their best impersonation of JT and I. I guess they thought they were being funny. And so far, it's widely been received with. Pretty much that's about it. I mean, uh, they, they did their attempt at humor. They did their attempt at humor, and it was funny. And maybe I should get into this. Maybe I'll use this time. This is my rant time. Again, those of you who are new know this is usually my time to rant. So you know what? I'll use my rant time, and then this way we can get into the show. Uh, but, again, those of you, go to YouTube. If you haven't seen it already, uh, you might not know what I'm talking about. So, uh, play along, get the idea that we have a wrestler and his manager thought that it was going to be funny to do their imitation of JT and myself. And uh, again, it was and has been widely received with uh, because you just don't try and out coach Bill Belichick. You know, you don't try and go and, and outplay the best player in any sport and to me if your name is the jester and you've got your own show you better be good at what you do and I am widely known as probably the biggest asshole anybody could meet and when it comes to being a professional wise ass there's a reason I'm seen as such and JT would be the first one to tell you I'm aggravating as all hell and so will everybody. I mean, my wife, I, I, when I met Mrs. Jester, I told her, I annoy me. I'm going to annoy you. So, uh, and to go ahead and poke the bear, and really all it amounts to is this, folks. I have a wrestler and a manager, and the manager, really, I, I told the manager the matchup. March 18th, we're going to have a wrestling match, uh, a wrestling show and we're going to announce all that on Wednesday, this Wednesday coming, February 8th on FXE Live. Tune in for that. If you're a wrestling fan and you're in the Florida area, and you're going to be in the Florida area in particular for March 18th, you might want to come check out a really good show. We've got something playing for everybody. But, you know, again, they did this, uh, they did this, uh, YouTube video. It's out there on YouTube now, and it's going to be in Brad Tinsdale's article in fxeworld.com and also fantasyjustasports.com. Both both sites will be carrying uh, Brad's articles uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, there's two or three, I'm not 100% sure which it is, Brad Tinsdale articles for you to, uh, that are going to be going up. I've been a little bit behind, and that's on me. That's my fault, and I apologize. With everything going on and getting things set up for this wrestling show, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have a lot of work I'm doing. So, But in the middle of all this comes this YouTube video. 
And, and on this YouTube video, you'll be able to see it, like I said, on the two websites. And also, you know, I'll tell you what, just make it easier for you. Uh, always, and if you don't know about it already, you have the Fantasy Jester Sports app. You can go to AppMaker, A-P-P-M-A-K-R.com, and type in Fantasy Jester, and you'll see my, my handsome face right there. Click on it. It doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or Android. We're set up for both, and it'll be a lot easier. You can get to all the articles, all the YouTube videos as they're going on and all that. So there you go on that. Anyway, so back to the video. The video is supposed to be uh, myself on air and JT and all that stuff, and it's supposed to be very funny. And the reason why this came out was I finally have gone to the menace and told him who the renegade would be uh, wrestling uh, on March 18th. So basically, uh, if you want to see their response, or you don't want to see their response, let me tell you, basically, this is what Menace was trying to bring out when I told them who the opponent was. (laughs) That's all it was. They're crying like you wouldn't believe, and that was the only way that he really could cry. That's the only thing he's going to be able to do. See, because for all the fun and games and ha-ha and he-he that the two of them think, okay, let's get one thing straight. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. <laughs> There's nothing you can do, fellas. Have fun. Make millions of videos. I'm flattered. Thanks so much. You know, when I first met the Renegade, somebody introduced me to the Renegade, all right? And I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to meet this professional wrestler, and I'm gonna. this is going to be awesome. I'm really, you know, being a fan of wrestling, I, I was really excited about it. And in the end... It turns out, even if you are the big, bad renegade, okay, they still want to be me. Everybody wants to be the jester. Doesn't matter who you are. You can be this big, badass biker. And in the end, you're spending your day pretending you're me? Thank you. Thank you very much. I I, I would want to be me if I wasn't me. Fortunately for me, I am me. I don't have to play it. So, you know, here's the thing, though. While I'm sitting there and I'm listening to The Menace, you know, I I listen to The Menace about as much as he's listened to his barber telling him to let it go. I mean, you know, uh, the mullet era passed like, I don't decades ago, brother. Let it go. Listen to the barber. He knows what he's talking about. Then, I don't know. You know, my grandmother, God bless her, Nana had this little this little uh, critter. We used to call it a critter. And it was just this little hairpiece, went on top, made it, made it look like it was filling in, you know, just so she had more volume, okay? And if you see the menace, I could swear he has Nana's critter right on the top of his forehead. 
Now, I'm telling you, go to YouTube. You can watch the video. I'm not lying. He's got Nana's critter right on the top of his forehead, all right? And I swear, if he took, like, some hair gel or some mousse or something, he could get that shit to stick out like a unicorn. I mean, come up with something creative. Go for the full creation other than looking like some shady Florida used car salesman with that look. I, I don't know what that look's supposed to be. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Okay. And, and then his alter ego is uh, this guy, M. You know, M is dressed in an orange mask and, and M is uh, all orange outfit. And I'll give you an idea what M looks like. M looks like a Halloween pumpkin on about December 13th. That's what M looks like. You know, he claims a record, and they're holding up the, what is that, uh, 111 and O is his record? Oh, no, no. All right, sorry. We had that upside down. It's O and 111. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not getting the whole fear of this guy. I mean, he's got the bell, and I get the, I, I get the bell and all that cute, okay? Here's the funnier part. You'd never use it on me. Okay, and understand one thing. I, I really don't care what Menace has to say or, do, or what he does. That's the match. That's his opponent. That's Renegade's opponent. You can back out if you like, bud. You can make all the videos you want, but there's nothing you can do. Now, as far as the Renegade goes... I think it's time I get this whole puppy straight on one thing about whose show this is, about whose ring this will be, and who's the one paying the bills around here. You know, because you hear him, and, and he talks, and I, I really... I'll do my best to be renegade. See, renegade wants to be like me. And so I got to transform from myself into the renegade. See? Hi, y'all. How you doing? <laughs> I'm the renegade. I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know me, I like fighting. I like wrestling. So there you go. Now you know four things about me. That's right. I'm the great renegade. I have wrestled all over the these here United States. I've wrestled pigs. I've wrestled mamas. I've wrestled mamas that were pigs and pigs that were mamas. I've wrestled everything and everyone from here, Kalamazoo. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to be there March 18th to wrestle. It is the 18th. Hold on. I got to count. How many days is that? I got it. 
Hold on, folks. I got to take off my damn bike boots. I got I got to count my toes. All right. First, my left foot. One, two, three. I got four here on this here foot. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six and this seven. What is this? Soft. Looks like a toe. Growing between the toes. Oh no! <laughs> a piece of cord. I ate I cord two weeks ago. That's crazy. Feels like it's still good. Let me see. Yeah, boy, that still tastes good. Well, folks, don't forget, you can come see me wrestling this pig on March 18th. I'm going to wrestle it in the morning. Oh, hey, listen, I'm going to tenderize this. Watch. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to wrestle it in the morning. I'm going to have a little afternoon delight if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then I'm going to grill it. That's my special formula. Thank you for joining us. I'm the Rainy Geek. So, folks, you know, that's how you do it. That is how you do it. That's why I'm the jester. Let me get my partner in, shall we? I'm sure he has a thing or two to say. Those who don't know who my partner is, you're about to find out. Jason J.T. Townsend is on Fez 437. And yes, he is on every podcast of everywhere I go. And yes, he is my friend and my brother. JT, how you doing, sir? Oh, Jester, you, you had me laughing. I almost forgot I was going to come on air there for a minute. For a minute there, I actually thought the Renegade was on the air. It sounded just like him. I mean, but then I thought about it and I said, well, probably couldn't, you know, Joe Dirt over there probably couldn't have combed his mullet out quick enough to get on show that fast. And I'm sure he wouldn't have put down the possum belly and hog grits uh, long enough to actually do something like that. So, Knew it couldn't be him. As for Menace, you know, I, I, I put up a little little post on Facebook uh, talking about, and I think I spelled his name wrong. I believe instead of uh, M-E-N-A-C-E, it should be M-E-N hyphen A-S-S, like Menass. Because, Menace. Uh, well, you would, yeah, you want to talk about an ass clown. I mean, whew, this guy, I mean, this guy's right up there. If I was Jericho, I would have to say, you just made the list. So let's be honest, he's not important enough to make the list, so... I just like the idea that anybody. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I, I really do. I think it's. I, I think it's funny that these guys think that either a they were going to be able to sit there and make fun, or and or uh, somehow with that it was going to get me to change my mind about who uh, they're wrestling, uh, who he's going to wrestle against, and right. I, I don't know what it was. I, I it wasn't. Or have they met you? I'm sorry. Have they met you? I mean, do you change your mind on anything that you don't want to change your mind on? I mean, come on. I mean, what's the saying? You can lead a, a, a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? I mean, I think that was basically uh, coined after you. Well, no, actually, actually, that was for uh, the second most stubborn horse. You can't even lead me to the water. 
<laughs> no, you so, probably can't. And by the way, I just want to throw one last thing out there for uh, for Renegade. I have to say, man, you know, the, the mullet thing going on, I don't know whose is better, his or Florence Henderson's from the Brady Bunch back in the day. So it's a tight race. It's neck and neck on that. So, you know, just, just want to throw that out there, Renegade. You're, you're close, buddy. Yeah, well, no, and uh, what's his name? Menace with the uh, has the mullet too. That is just uh, that is uh, something special. But I, I just don't understand the the mullet and then the critter up front. What, what's that thing up front there supposed to be? And I, I'm just like waiting for it to crawl off. Well, you know, I think that was part of his dinner that got stuck to his forehead. So I mean, you know, maybe he was saving that for later. Listen, I have uh, I, I was. You can't lie to yourself in life. I, I was going bald. I have the halo. Let me just shave the head and embrace it. Don't live the lie. Don't live the lie. Yeah, no, let, it, exactly. let it go. Let yeah. it go. Put, put that horse down. Come on. So, but anyway, <laughs> hey, you know, we got a Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, and by the way, yeah. Dennis, it's not 99.9. <laughs> Bump that up another percent for me. Okay, buddy. Uh, we got Super Bowl tomorrow. We had a great bet last week with uh, Gary Ruat Jr. throwing it out there that he wanted to go hair for hair with me on Falcons versus Patriots. So, you know, I'm excited about that still. We got a we got a good video coming to us Monday morning, I'm thinking. You know, it's uh, been an interesting response from the uh, Ruat family in general. From the Ruah family in general, it's been an interesting uh, response, folks, because uh, for those of you who don't know what's going on is that Gary uh, Ruat Jr. came on air, made a bet. Of his own accord, by the way. Of his own accord, yeah. This was not something we had talked about prior. It just came about on air, literally, uh, because he was coming on air. He's a New England Patriots fan, and he was giving me crap because I'm a Giant fan, and okay, I expected that, and that's fine. No no problem. So then we got to the Super Bowl, and we started talking about, well, you know, how sure are you of your team? Now, I know he knows I have no hair, so I couldn't right. say anything. So I just asked him if he would bet his hair, and JT threw in that he would bet his that he would shave his yeah, head. I'm picking the Falcons. Now, some people have said that we have taken advantage of a young man who is partially blind, who may yeah, not have you know, seen actually, you, and that we're, we uh, haven't been somebody, fair in this. No, no, somebody actually did you one better there, Jester. I actually had somebody on on Facebook compare it to uh, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber uh, taping the head back on the parakeet. And selling it to the, the to the um, blind kid. So yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, oh yeah. So it's uh, it hasn't been so tonight. At some point, supposedly, we'll see if he does. Gary Senior is going to come in uh, and call us and talk to us about this. So uh, we'll see how this goes, and uh, it should be interesting. Well, it should be interesting. You know, Jess, I got I got to warn you. Gary Sr. approached me on, on Facebook about, you know, rescinding the bet. And, uh-huh. you know, basically, Gary, if you're out there listening, all I can say is I wish it was called the JT Show, but it's called the Fantasy Jester Show. you got to go through the Jester for those kind of things, man. I don't have that kind of power. So, you know, sorry I can't be more assistance to you. 
And, and you know, here's the thing. I, 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 for all that people have to say about me at times, I do try and be fair. I will listen. I'm sure he's going to uh, protest and, uh, and plead for his son. And I am willing, JT, uh, people don't think I might be willing to listen. I might be willing to listen. I might be willing to see what he has to say. I you might know, be, you know. That's just the kind of guy you are, the giving, caring individual that you are. And you you may be willing to listen. That's all, that's all I know. That's, that's all I know is that um, I might be underappreciated in the idea that, okay, haha, we had a gag and let, let, let's see. And again, let's see how and what Gary Sr. has to say. We'll, we'll take it from there. You know, I had an interesting, let's, uh, I want to talk about wrestling real quick too, before we get into football and everything. And, uh, you know, next week folks, we'll have a lot more coverage. Once we're not talking about the Super Bowl, which is pretty much a, a good portion of tonight's show is going to be talking about the game and, uh, having a couple of people call in with predictions and whatnot. So, uh, next week though, we're going to start doing our final coverage of NHL and also NBA the last weeks as we're getting ready towards the, uh, fantasy playoffs. Uh, can you believe we're getting close to uh, the last several weeks, the last month and a half in uh, both JT already? Yeah, it's it's roll. It's just rolling right along. It's been uh, a quick year. It really has. And then uh, we've got we've got baseball coming around the corner now, and uh, pitches and catches start reporting in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. So you know, next week we'll start going ahead and getting into those sports uh, a little bit further. This week here, we'll go ahead and, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking the Super Bowl, obviously, and we'll talk about it with a couple of people tonight. But also, Wait, you know, guys, what? Oh, did you say baseball next week? Yeah, we'll talk a little baseball next week. Well, well here, I got, a, I got a question for you since it's a pretty much one-year anniversary time for, for this show. Right around this time last year, we had a guy call in, um, somebody named Kaiserblade, who had no idea who Randall Gritchick was on the show. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, maybe we should, you want to make a bet and see if he knows who he is this year. Maybe we find him and give him a call. Uh, I do remember him. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe we can introduce him to some more players this year. It'll help, yeah, make I'll him do a little better. Think, just think of how much, went, you know, understand if he didn't know Gritchick. And I wonder how many other people he had not heard of on our list of people that we talked about, J.T., uh, I like right. to think of how much we've truly helped uh, Mr. Kaiser's uh, fantasy game, I believe. Highly, obviously. I mean, oh, big time, yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. So, But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Baseball next week. So, But uh, like you said, we got some wrestling to go and some football to talk about now. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing is today I had a conversation, uh, JT, and, and you know in particular how Joey Cage feels about the next topic. Uh <laughs> It was quite the interesting conversation, but then I turned it real. I turned it real because it could be. And if I was WWE, why wouldn't I? Roman Reigns versus Undertaker at WrestleMania and have Roman Reigns win. Now, I swear, I thought I was going to see Joey Cage turn 17 colors in (laughs) one breath. No, I mean, literally in seconds, I mean, he, he was beside himself, beside himself. He didn't yeah, know where we, to yeah. go first. 
You know, I think I think Joey Cage is is really a closet Roman Reigns fan. I think he uh, is jealous of his uh, innate in ring ability. And uh, in reality, I think uh, Val Doss protests too much, Mr. Cage. Well, and Mr. Cage is, uh, yeah, you know, you might be on to something. I mean, Reigns has hair. Joey Cage does. Right. Okay. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, you know, works out. You can tell. Joey Cage, you can tell. Yeah, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so I'm starting to, yeah, I'm starting to get you on that. Maybe... Maybe uh, it's like Macbeth, you know, he thinks the lady thou protests too much. and uh, Yeah, you know, Roman Reigns roots for an actual NFL franchise. Joey Cage does not. Does not. So, you know, so, yeah, true. I see a lot of similarities there, you know? Yeah, this is, I, I can see this. I can see where you're getting at. But, yeah, no, uh, Roman Reigns, and, and I really don't think, Listen, he, his argument was that would send the WWE universe into a whole new dimension. And isn't that what you're supposed to do? No, that's the point. I mean, you know, it's like a long time ago, uh, back when I first got back into wrestling, I took a little hiatus in the, in the mid-90s. When I came back, it was this prick, Chris Jericho. I couldn't stand him. Turned to, oh, this guy's killing me. And uh, somebody pointed out to me, Man, that's his job. His job is to make you hate him. And, man, when I thought about it that way, as long as you're getting a reaction, Vince doesn't care whether they boo you out of the building or they cheer you out of the building. And the man gets a reaction. Well, you know, his thing was is look at the list. And he gave me the list. And here, folks, just real quick, I want to I go down. It is a good list that um, that uh, Undertaker had at the streak before Lesnar beat him. Is uh, he, he's beaten Snooker, Jake Roberts, Giant Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy, Diesel, Psycho Sid, Kane, The Big Boss Man, Triple H, Ric Flair, Big Show, and A Train, Kane again, Randy Orton, Mark Henry, Batista, Edge, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels again, Triple H, Triple H again, and CM Punk. And then there was the Lesnar, okay? And that's what I explained uh-huh. to him is once he got to Lesnar, that's when I froze him. And I said, that's right. And Lesnar was the guy that beat Taker, right? He says, yep. I said, now let me ask you something. Oh, a year ago, this time, a year ago, had I said to you, Lesnar's going to lose two matches straight back to back, in under two minutes, you would have thought I was crazy. So that's what they did. That's what's occurred. So don't tell me what's out of bounds, that there's no way that Roman Reigns is one of the two people who would beat Taker then. Why not? What's your that's feeling, JT? I mean, how do you – Wow, you, do you, you know, s- when you put it that way, when you put it that way, had you told me a year ago – that Lesnar was going to basically be jobbing the Goldberg at this point. Um, yeah, no, I would never have bought that. You know, but as much as Vince loves Roman Reigns, and I, I want to throw something out there. He's, he's on our Wednesday night show, you know, my uh, announce partner, Chris Carnage. I actually asked him the other night. I said, you know, tell me, what is it you think that people boo Roman Reigns so much for? And he brought up a good point. He said, when you look at the shield, you know, Dean Ambrose has embraced his character as a lunatic friend has his own music, doesn't come down through the crowd. Same thing with 
unfortunately, the injured Seth Rollins. But Reigns is still riding off the music. He was walking through the crowd, basically the same outfit, same look. So his thought is maybe this guy just needs to freshen up his look. But, man, when you say it that way, you know, why can't, why can't Reigns be the one to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania? Oh, he was talking about he 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 talked about the idea that there is there's he, he suffers from the X Pac factor that no matter what the people just aren't going to like him like the character and all that and I understand that and it doesn't matter if he's a face or a heel. So make him the ultimate heel because you work with what you've got. You already got people booing him. Make people hate him even more. Make people <laughs> hate Really? He's one of the people that beat Taker? Really piss people off. Because you know what? Your job, I believe, and, and this is what I'm talking about, like, say, for our shows, JT, is that uh-huh. the next day you want people talking about it. You want we people right talking on. about it. You want good press, bad press, it's still press. That's how they look at right. things. And, and same with this. If you have somebody that is that passionate, then they can't wait to see this guy lose. I can promise you one thing. If, if Roman Reigns goes against Taker and then beats Taker at WrestleMania, all right, here's how pissed the WWE universe will be that raw show on Monday night will be the highly watched show uh, uh, that they've had in some time. I bet you the ratings will be through the roof. Here, let me do you one better. Let me ask you this. I I made my feelings known on FXE on Wednesday night on what I thought Undertaker looked like physically. Uh, He looks terrible. Like you said, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Hart said, people don't want to see us get old. They don't want to see these guys get old. He looked terrible. So how about this? How about we have Reigns do at WrestleMania what Undertaker did to Ric Flair at last time they were in the Citrus Bowl and retire him? Can you imagine that's, that? That's what I told Cage, and, and Joey went berserk at that point. I'm like, why not? But you know what I see? Let's just say that happens, okay? They, they have some stipulation, retirement match, whatever. He retires him. It'll be like when Hulk Hogan went NWO at Bash of the Beach, and there was garbage being thrown in the ring from the entire. I mean, can you imagine the bedlam that would that, that would be raw that night? It it will be highly, highly talked about, which is as your job. One of the, your jobs as a promoter is to have people talking about your product. Good, bad, or indifferent. And that sounds crazy, folks. But you know what? Think of the attention that it will get. And like I said, I'm willing to bet that Monday Night Raw show afterwards. Oh, my Lord. That crowd, that crowd. I'll tell you what, that crowd will be juiced that night. Oh, that That crowd will be live. Yeah, that crowd will be live. It'll be probably, what, Tampa, Miami. Maybe it'll be in Orlando. Um, still at that point, I'm not sure where the raw, raw after WrestleMania is, but, uh, you know, something to think about with that would be insane. And let's be honest, WWE could use some good news right now with the loss of Seth Rollins. They need a shot in the arm. Well, and you know what? Let's take this call. We have a caller. Let's take this call and remind me about getting back to Rollins 
and also uh, what it means for Triple H and that whole storyline. Okay, uh-huh. and then and then also, well, I'll tell you what. Let's get to the call. Remind me about those two things. That'll that'll send me far enough. Who we have on the line though, JT, is of some interest right now, uh, folks. Okay. We have uh, we earlier mentioned on the show that uh, yeah, JT made a wager, and uh, the young man's father, who and we've given you the whole storyline, and that his father would be calling in on his behalf, and I, I'm sure he he has uh, he has an argument to make, and I will listen. I will listen. I, I, I am more than willing to uh, listen to the argument uh, to see. I'm sure he's trying to call and get his son out of the that uh, and all that. So I'll listen, and we'll take it from there. Gary Ruat, senior, folks, on the line. How are you tonight, Gary? Oh, doing great, Jester. How you doing? You know, I can't complain. Better than most. A lot of exciting things going on, as you know, uh, with the wrestling and whatnot, and getting ready now for yep. the Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. You know, before we get into the bet uh, with uh, your son, because <laughs> I have a feeling that's why you've called, is uh, first, let me ask you your prediction yeah. uh, for the Super Bowl. My prediction? Yeah. You want to score? Uh, I would go sure. with 32 to 24 Patriots. 32-24 Patriots. Pats. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's good. 30, and then it's Gary Sr. Uh, see, I'm writing everybody I know down on one big sheet, Gary, uh, and seeing well, who While you're us. writing uh-huh. that down, Jeffrey, yeah. while you're writing that down, let me jump in here. Gary, nice to have you call in. Um, if that's yeah. the score you're predicting, why even be concerned about the bet? Oh, I'm not. I'm oh, not, okay. He's not calling it about the bet. You're not trying to get your son off the hook? Well, no, I'm not going to get him off the hook. He made the bet with you guys. He's going to stick to it. He already agreed to that. The, the only issue was that when he was he looked up JT, found out that he doesn't have hair already. He's already shaven. <laughs> oh, no, I still have hair. See, I just keep it, you know, aerodynamic. This way when I hang my head off the window when I'm doing 75, I don't get that drag. It helps my fuel mileage. Oh, <laughs> so you obey the law then? Well, yeah, you know, it's like the Ace Ventura thing. When I'm driving down the road, I like to stick my head out the car, you know. It just, it just feels right, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, my son wanted to know if he's still willing to shave his head because he's yeah. not worried. But if the Patriots win, he was looking at maybe JT shaving his legs instead. I already do that. Make it a little more interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get both of JT and your son off of it. I, I'll let. I'll, I will get both of them off the hook. How's this? And I'm sure you know, Gary. You know, I've known you a while. You're a good dad, and I'm sure you're going to look out for. Uh, and if there's a better option for your son, I'm sure you're all for that. So here's what I'll do. I'll tell you what. I will replace Gary, and I will replace JT. And I'll tell you what. I'll take JT because I can't shave my head. I'll take <laughs> JT's part. I'll take JT's spot. I will shave my legs. 
And here's okay. the thing, though. In order yep. for the Go bet ahead. to continue, okay, you being mm-hmm. the good dad that you are and the loving dad that you are, you will take your son's place in the bet and will shave your head if New England loses. That, I'll do it. There oh, you wow. go, folks. Oh, that's a good father right there. Hey, I love to have fun, too. Have a good time. But I'm confident. I know the Patriots, they have a great team. They have some great players. I know everyone's looking at Falcons with all their big stars and the big names. But the Patriots have a lot of good, solid players that are hungry, that are really tough fighters, Edelman through the middle of the field. I really have a good feeling that they're going to be able to pull this out with their defense, one of the best defenses. The hardest defense that Falcons have seen all year will be the, against the Patriots. So I have, I have a good feeling with this one. Well, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Know, and, and, Jester, and Jester, he's got a point, but let me add to his point and say there's also, I mean, he should feel good. There was that mysterious missing um, um, play and, you know, play sheet or, 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 you know, playbook that was found by that reporter that sure looked a lot like the uh, lady from Goonies, or oh, I'm sorry, Bill Belichick. Um, that did happen during the week. So, uh, you know, maybe we have a new gate coming for uh, hey. this offseason to replace the flake gate. Well, if you're not, cheating, like it's you're not trying. <laughs> oh, well, then they're trying like hell, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, guys, as much as uh, I'd like to replace the bet and all that stuff, okay, it, it sounds great. I don't know. I, I got to think about this one. And uh, hmm. replace the bet. Yeah, you'll tell us on FXE Live Wednesday. I can't do that now. I can't. <laughs> I can't hold it that long. I'm, I'm dragging this out as long as I can. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, let's see. I think it's fair. JT, you know, it was the original bet. Right, and deals a deal. As much as I'd like to go in there and uh, really co- create a whole bunch of havoc, I'm not gonna. Okay, and, and much Ooh, like okay. Gary, yeah, no, and much like I wanted to blow it up, I really did, I, and put it all out there. And I'm not gonna blow it up that much. I'm just gonna blow it up a little. <laughs> and, and it's this, like Gary, like Gary said, and and his son said, a deal's a deal. A deal's a deal. They he agreed upon it. Okay. He should have said it's a life lesson for him that next time yep. before you make a deal, you better be sure of what you're doing. Okay. But in that, in that, I am going to allow Gary Sr. to be a good dad and take, still take his place. No, I think we'll still have him do it. Or how about both of us? That's even better. Two ruots for the price of one. I'm good for that. Yeah. Deal. My, my son did Sold. make a bet, and he needs to learn to uphold his end of the bargain. And if he makes a deal, he needs to uphold it. And, and you're going to go with him on this now? I'll go with if him he, on it. If he loses, you go. You lose with him. I like that. Folks, deal. Sold. Done. It's deal. I like we'll it. I like it. That's Monday a dad morning. right there, boy. That's yes. a dad right there. Because if my son made that bet, Gary, I would have let him fly <laughs> on his own. There's no way. So you're a good dad, yeah, much no. better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a good dad, too. 
I appreciate that. You're a good man. You guys are good guys. I appreciate it, Gary. And so are you guys. Hey, listen, folks, again, that's Gary Ruat, the the man who is taking and going to embrace his son even further and join him on this bet. Gary, thanks so much. I guess guess we'll be talking to you next week. Oh, I'm sure we'll be talking earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the game, sir. You have fun. Right, tell, thank you. tell the whole family we said hi. We send our love, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Two for one. Wow. Two, Two for, for one, one on that. You know, I got to give you that. That was good. I didn't think we'd get a double down on that. No, but you notice how I got myself out of it real quick. Of course you did. I mean, that, that classic gesture splitter his way Bait out of that switch. Bait and you know. switch, brother. Bait and switch. Get him to agree that. Oh yeah, I'll take his. Yeah. In all fairness to the Ruot family, if you go back to iTunes and, and listen to that archived show, I never mm-hmm. said I had hair like Fabio or anything. I just said I'd shave my head. True. So I didn't mislead anyone. I just said I'd shave my head. He jumped on that at that point. So uh, you know. Uh, all those folks out there on, on Facebook and Twitter that are giving me a hard time about this, I never told the kid, you know, I had, uh, you know, a mullet or anything like some other people that we mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, so, but no, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do Gary one better. I'll say, hey, if the Falcons lose, I won't just use the Clippers. I'll use the Razors. So it'll be completely that time, to be fair. Yeah. Hey, you know, listen, that, that's what was good. You know, you get somebody like Gary Ruat, who, when faced with something, he stands up there with with his son. And like I said, again, all that stuff out of Menace and Renegade, all it was... (laughs) That's all they did was cry about who uh, Renegade's going to face. I mean, that's all it was. And then you get somebody like Gary Ruat Sr., not this big, bad biker dude, okay? And sure enough, he he stands up for his son. No, and he did. He stepped up for his son. Now, you know, I meant to ask you earlier when you played that, uh, that, that drop, you know, that sounds like probably some of the animals that I picture those two hanging out with on a nightly basis anyway. So it really applies in, in multiple facets for Menace and Renegade. It's a night by the billabong. <laughs> hey, uh, did you? What did you just say, billabong, or did you just say uh, Dylan Gaff? Oh wait, oh, we I had him Dylan on. Gaff was, yeah, Shannon Moore, great show yeah. Wednesday night. Folks, there was a show. If you're a wrestling fan, and I want to get back into wrestling. Uh, in a second, if if you're a wrestling fan and a, in particular a Shannon Moore fan, a great great show this past week. You can go over to fantasyjusticesports.com or on uh, the uh, you can go over to the app if you've got it, and if you don't, go get it. Fantasy Jester Sports AppMaker.com. Um, but yeah, it was a great great interview, wasn't it, JT? Good guy. Yeah, he's he's incredible. I mean. Very frank, very energetic, very informative. I mean, some of the way he described the differences between the uh, WWE, 
uh, TNA, WCW. Was, oh, you know, I enjoyed hearing yeah. that. Um, that was good. I, I like that a lot. Him. You know, what I like most about him is, and I'm gonna have to say, I was I was right there with you when you said you weren't gonna tell him who he was facing. I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna lose it. And he just said, no, I you know, faced Lesnar, I faced Undertaker, I faced Rey Mysterio. I don't care who you throw at me, I'm still going to kick their ass. So I love that. That's, that's exactly what you want from somebody like that. But that's what I'm talking about. I go to Shannon Moore. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who you're facing. And, and yeah, he goes down the list, uh, this, that, the other, Lesnar and all that. Okay. You, you tell Menace who his client's going to face and you get... Seriously, I mean that's the difference between the two. So, um, and, and that's fine. That's uh, that's to be expected, I guess, out of menace. Um, but no, Shannon Moore, fantastic. And you're right. You're right about one thing. You always wonder. You always, at least I did, and I'm sure a bunch of fans do. When you have somebody that's wrestled, you know, at the major productions, whether it's TNA, WCW, uh, WWE. He, he's he's been at all three, and you wonder what is the difference? What's it like? What's the difference and all that? So it was nice that here was a young man that has sat down from uh, across from people like Dixie Carter and Vince McMahon and you know the, the great promoters that like I'm sorry, I, Vince McMahon is will always go down as the guy who brought wrestling to the next level. I just plan to bring it to a different level now. Uh, It's gotten a little stale and nothing. I love Vince. I love what he's done for the sport. But there comes a time where maybe the product's gotten a little stale and it needs a little oomph. Well, FXE, I believe, is that oomph. Oh, it's definitely that. And Shannon Moore is the type of guy to bring that oomph. Lindsay Snow. The guy, the, 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 the guy wants Lindsay Snow to be his partner. And I see why. She is one bad chick. And then, you know, like uh, on Wednesday, we're going to talk about the whole card. And, like, you know, Shannon Moore is going to be facing against on Wednesday night, uh-huh. FXE Live. Oh, I thought you had it. I thought it was there. I really did. I thought he just, he lost it. He just did it. Lindsay Snow, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Lindsay Snow, Lindsay Snow, everybody knows Lindsay Snow is on the card. Oh, yeah. All right. She is facing Wednesday, February 8th, 8 p.m. You'll find out. You know, sometimes you really suck. I just want to say that. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not sometimes. It's more times than not. I like the proper credit. I was trying to be nice. Thank you. Um, no, just be accurate. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm sure everybody wants to know, and, and this is this is something here. Uh, 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 listen. Uh, we all have been talking about since the show started, we've been kidding and laughing about, you know, menace finding out about who 
Renegade's going to be facing. And JT, do you want to know who Renegade's going to be facing? I want to know the whole card, so absolutely. You do? And I want to run down a beach into my own arms, but that's impossible. But seriously, okay. Menace? No, no. Menace was complaining, and here's what's up. Menace was complaining. I I, I said, okay, Renegade's going to be in a match, and he's going to be in a match against February 8th, this Wednesday, 8 p.m. I'll let you know. And that's all I can tell you, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Um, you know, this this is where I had a. I wish I had the old Kurt Angle entrance, you know, the music to throw in at you there. A little youth stock. But uh, Wednesday isn't going to get here quick enough. Hold on. I got somebody talking about Renegade. I got, I got somebody upset thinking that you were talking about them. No, he wasn't talking about them. All right. Boy, you can piss people off and not even mean to. That's great. Hey, I learned from the best. I, I wish man. I had. I was gonna say I wish I had that talent. <laughs> oh yeah, you wish you did. Yeah, well, wishes come true then, because who do you think I learned it from? Thank you, thank you very much. No, oh, yeah, uh, seriously, uh, you know it leaves open. We were talking about WWE before uh, Gary yeah, Coleman. And Seth Rollins and I had I had said on Twitter what happened was is I I knew it was pretty serious. People were wondering, still wondering at that point if it was a work. And um, I had found out that he was headed to go see uh, James Andrews, and uh, I knew it wasn't a work. So and it turns out it's not, and he really is that injured, and there really is problems, especially as if you're building that whole storyline of him and Triple H and. You know, when, when we were talking about Joey Cage and I were talking about the ridiculousness of my proposal of having Reigns and Taker be at WrestleMania, he said, well, what's going to happen with the Triple H storyline? And, you know, I think if, if you're WWE, you, and from what I've learned, again, I'm going, my mentors, folks, have been, Jimmy Hart and Chris Carson. It's it's no secret. I've gone to two great gentlemen at times when I've needed answers on wrestling. And they've always said, work with what you've got. What WWE's been left with is this. You can go ahead, have Triple H, get into it now, because really, Ambrose might not have anybody. Uh, you're you're still searching for what you're going to do with Ambrose. Have Ambrose go after Triple H now as part of the, you know, Shield Brotherhood. Let Reigns go ahead and beat Taker. And then retire. what you're going to finally do, yeah, 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 retire Taker because he really should. God bless him. Thank you for your service. You've been fantastic. And uh, it's time to take the final ride. Um it pretty much is. No, and that's fine. You get, you get to that point. Now go enjoy your signings and commercials and stuff like that. Go have fun. Um, let it go, uh, if you will. But I would go ahead and start having Triple H form a new group, okay, where it's, you know, Triple H is known for his NXT and all that. Well, embrace it. 
have Samoa Joe join up now with Finn Balor when he gets out, when, when, he's, right. when he gets back, okay? And then have Nakamura come up and make that your little team of minions. You know, you get back to those storylines we've talked about on FXE several times, JT, about getting little groups back together. That's why it was nice right. to have the Wyatt family and all that. Getting, that makes for a good storyline. It helps build intricate storylines. Have his little NXT group there and, and have the Shield start fighting for the honor of, you know, Seth Rollins. This is what you get for messing with Rollins and have it two on two or two on three and take it on the world. There's your storyline for a little bit. And that involves all some great talent there. That's just the way I would go. I don't know. And what do you see? What do you see them doing? Well, all right. They've dragged triple H out and now who triple H was dragged being dragged out for. I mean, somewhere Triple H is going, thank God I don't have to take another bump. That's why I married into the company. Uh, see, I look at that completely different. I look at the, uh, you know, they call him the king of kings. How about the king of egos, uh, him and Vince? You know, I see him seeing Cena winning that 16th title, knowing he's at 14 or 15. You know, we saw a guy last year, I believe. It was, was it last year or the year before last that won the Royal Rumble? Uh, yeah. Get the belt. You know, so, uh, you know, Triple H figures he's the the answer to all WWE's problems. He's always felt like that. Um, at this point, though, it, it it does seem the way that he calls Samoa Joe the Destroyer, it almost seems like we could see Samoa Joe holding that god awful red Universal uh, WWE Universal Championship uh, in the next few months. Maybe the pay per view after WrestleMania. Um, who knows? But it just seems like he's the next uh, Seth Rollins, the next KO, you know, uh, uh, for Triple H. So at this point, maybe we start seeing some kind of way where Triple H starts building Samoa Joe up for that. I think that's where you're going to see him go. Maybe you see him out at Samoa Joe's match with whoever that's with at WrestleMania. Uh, You know, not in the valet James Ellsworth role, but, you know, in some kind of a manager role where he still gets on TV, he still gets his TV time. Um, but he starts building Samoa Joe because that looks like that's his next boy, if you will. Well, and so, okay, so do you put him on Raw? I think you have to at this point. You, if you put him on SmackDown, he'll disappear. Nobody watches it. Well, it's been getting more ratings than Raw a couple times there. Well, it's starting to slip again. The last two weeks have been horrible. Uh, no shock there. If you look at the. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Over, do you need to put him on because. You're gonna have you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have Finn Balor coming back to Raw. Do you really need Samoa Joe too? See, I'm I trying think, to think of I, what are they gonna do. All right, so let me ask you this. Maybe I should just get right to the question. What are they gonna do with Dean Ambrose? Honestly, it looks like Dean Ambrose is really uh, kind of lost in obscurity uh, over on the B show. Uh, I believe he's part of the Elimination Chamber. The only six guys that are even remotely relevant on that show or in the Elimination Chamber, which means the rest of that pay-per-view should be absolutely fantastic uh, coming up <laughs> with the matches that they're going to have there. Um, at this point, I, I think they tried him as the champ on SmackDown. Dean, it just seems like it didn't really take with the fans. I don't think they really 
got behind him, like you said in a couple shows, it was like the Nashville audience. It was crickets, you know, that he played earlier uh, when he was the title holder. So I don't think Triple H, Stephanie, and Vince are convinced that uh, Dean Ambrose is a relevant guy, you know, as far as putting him in a big situation at this point. Oh. Now, you mentioned Finn Balor. You're talking about uh, yeah. a guy. I don't, I don't see how Finn Balor can be with Triple H, be with Samoa Joe, be, or Nakamura for that matter, because you're talking about a guy that was so over. People love that guy so much. I don't see how you – he'd have to be a heel. I just don't think people will – I don't think people – I think he's going to get too much cheer, too much pop to be a heel right off the rip. I think you're going to have to uh, – you know, I'm using it as an example. Do some of the stuff they've done with Reigns. If you have him retire an Undertaker or something where he does something to a beloved superstar to start getting some booze, he's too popular at this point to make him a heel. <laughs> wow, that would be a great twist. Whoever versus Taker at WrestleMania and then Finn Bauer comes out to take out Taker. That would, that would be interesting. Yes, it would. This is why I have my own production, though, folks, because I like to come up with crazy crap like this. You know, JT, here's one of the problems I'm having, and, and this was, a, you know, in my discussion today with Joey about the state of wrestling as, as we know it. Um, it, was, it was quite interesting when I gave him this one. There are so many straps now, and they are changing so often. Haven't they really devalued the idea of holding the title? I mean, it's become a participation trophy because everybody has it in this past year. How many people have worn some kind of strap in the past year? Yeah, it definitely definitely seems like uh, they've watered down these, these championships. The the idea of the CM Punk or the, uh, the New Day holding titles for 300-plus days or the AJ Lee holding titles for 250, 300 days um, yeah. seem to be uh, seem to be passing by now. They just kind of give that title to whoever they want to that particular week. Not to mention, let's be real, the titles. I understand uh, Orange. I think it's Orange County Choppers are working on a, a new title for Raw. Um, yes, they do more than Choppers, folks. Um, right. But I believe they're working on uh, a new title because let's be real. The, the the red belt, the purple belt, the blue belt, to me, they just look chintzy anyway. So it goes right along with uh, the perception of the belt at this point. Uh, and it's just, it, there's so many of them. There's just so many. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. I, I, I It doesn't add value to the strap. It does, you know, you got all the weight class, you got weight class, you got tag team, you got this, you got inter show. What, what, what's one show? What's the other show? Oh my Lord, you're killing me folks. Stop it. You're all one brand. Well, Stop it. And in, in all fairness, in all fairness, I do believe five people watched two Oh five live last week. So, you know, that's a nice uptick for them in viewership. So, you know, maybe that uh, cruiserweight uh, will, will get a little uh, little extra push going into WrestleMania. Uh, you know, listen, when, when we haven't put on a show yet, a, a wrestling show yet, and we get better ratings than 205, uh, it's kind of scary. It's a shame because you've got some talented guys there. I just think it's, I just think it's booked on completely wrong. Fantastic talent, 
Fantastic talent there. Without a question, GT, I agree with you 100% on that one. Fantastic talent. But again, you're dealing with WWE creative. And the best thing that they came up with, Royal Rumble. Here was the height of WWE creative. At number 10, the perfect 10. Are you kidding me? That was the high, that was the amount of creativity. That's it. There was no there was no surprise. There was nothing. There there was literally nothing to the Royal Rumble. No. No, no, there was nothing. And I mean, let's be well, real. Seriously, I want to know how many people on creative were on the clock working on the Royal Rumble and got paid for it because they stole money. I'm dead serious about that. Uh, They didn't just steal money. Okay, they didn't just steal money. Let's be real. Royal Rumble, at least as far as I'm concerned, and from what I've talked to some people, and I mean, you've obviously got Jimmy Hart and a few others you talked to as well, but... Royal Rumble supposed to be basically the second most prestigious uh, pay-per-view or event behind WrestleMania, and you really, I mean, was was number 10 really a surprise? You know, where was the uh, Kurt Angle? Where was Finn Balor? You know, where was that guy that would blow the roof off when he come out? Other than the booze at 30 for, for Roman Reigns, that was your big surprise. So, yeah, it, they stole. They stole from Vince on that one. They sure it really was a weak attempt at create. They they didn't. There was none. There was literally none. I will you say just, this though: okay, we didn't get to touch guy, on this. The guy come out. Yeah. We didn't get touch on this Wednesday. I want to say the Charlotte Bailey match was good. It was what you should have seen at Hell in a Cell. It was physical. It was some brutal moves and and bumps in that match. And we actually saw some color. I think it was unintentional. But uh, Charlotte must have took a kick to the face or something because she definitely had had quite a bit of uh, a red going on that on her mouth as she won that match. But to me, that was actually one of the better singles matches of the night. So kudos to the to the women for putting on a hell of a show there. Much better, much better than uh, Sasha. Uh, listen, Sasha's there to look cute. She's not a fantastic. She's had to look cute. She's adorable. She's even cuter in person. Bailey and yeah, Bailey did nice. Good, good, hard physical match. So, and I mean, something I wanted to bring up on Wednesday that we can get the opportunity. But yeah, hell of a match there. Yeah, hey, we got another. We're going to get another prediction coming in. Let's get this prediction, JT. On the line right now, folks, and coming in the one, the only, Busy J. Busy, what's up, man? Fellas, fellas, what's going on? How you guys doing? Going on, busy. Not much. Everything good? Oh, everything's great. Everything's been ridiculous, man. Everything has been absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm loving the the FX. I'm loving the videos on YouTube, by the way. I'm loving them all. Can't wait for March. Yeah, you know, and uh, thanks. I appreciate that a lot. I really do. And, uh, no, that's the thing is uh, we're having fun on just these little videos and, and the little promos and, and having a good time with that. And you can only imagine when you come out to one of the shows, uh, Busy, what it's going to be like. So 
uh, we're, we're just having way too much fun with it and people are digging it real. The, the response so far has been, uh, I, I'm humbled. I'm humbled because the response has been uh, fantastic. So thanks so much. I appreciate that. Let me ask yeah, you no something, problem. Biz. You've got a, you've got a, a little football game this weekend. I believe people are watching, right? Yeah, it's a little something going on down in Houston, you know, other than other than the Rockets. Something else going on. Other than the Rockets. And uh, I know that you uh, are going to try and be partial in this, being a Giant fan. But uh, give us give us your prediction. What do you see happening in this game? What, what's your score and what do you see going on? I, You know what? I was telling somebody earlier, if this game was played last week, I would have went with Atlanta in an upset, but you're giving Belichick and Tom Brady two weeks to prepare. They're going to have a solid game plan. I think they're going to control. They're going to control the game and control the clock. I'm looking at it, 34-28 Patriots. Sorry, only Eli is walking away. Only Eli is going to be the only quarterback being known to to slay Tom Brady in the in the Super Bowl. Nice. All right, I just wrote that one down on our list. Thirty-four twenty-eight Pats. Do you see? Uh, what, what do you see? Who, who do you? If you were a uh, fantasy player, who do you see as the performers? What do you think? Are you going to see a lot of uh, Garrett Blount out of the Pats, or do you think uh, we're going to see a lot of throwing out of Brady? Who do you think? Uh, who do you think is going to dominate the game, the run or the pass? I think it's going to be the run. I think you're going to see a similar game plan to what Belichick did when he was the Giants. A defensive coordinator back in '91 against Buffalo. I think it would be a lot of ground and pound, throw it when you need to throw it. You know, bend but don't break. Control the clock, kind of grind out game. And then later in the second half, I think Tom's going to explode and just throw it for three touchdowns in the second half. I think both teams. Uh, I don't think that this is going to be as high-scoring game as people think, because. Both teams are going to try to control that clock. Both teams are going to want to ground and pound that game to keep the other team's offense off the field as much as possible. I I know everybody's saying it's going to be a high-scoring event, and I see, you know, you've got 34-28 yourself. I I just don't see it. I I just don't see it. And I'll be giving my prediction uh, just before the show's over. But uh, and what do you think uh, moving forward, uh, real quick? Uh, we we've talked recently. I want to get your Romo. Just want to throw a Romo out there real quick on you because I hadn't talked to you about this yet. Uh, where do you think he ends up next year? At first, I was going to say Houston, but I think some of the former players like Ware is going to convince him to come to Denver. And if he goes to Denver, the path is the path of least resistance. You only have to deal with Tom Brady. He'll, he'll inherit a solid defense in Denver. I, I, I like in Denver. I think Denver is going to be his destination. Jester, I couldn't agree Jester, more. Go ahead. Go I got to jump in here with Dizzy on here. You know, uh, a good friend of the show, Tate Dello, I got to throw something out there. He brought up a really interesting scenario, which just the historical part of the franchises as well as the team. Interesting place for Romo. What if Big Ben were to say, yeah, I'm done. I've had enough. My body can't take it anymore. Imagine Tony Romo playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Next season. Think about playing for Dallas and Pittsburgh both. And let's be real. Can you imagine if he was to bring a ring home? Because that team is awful close in Pittsburgh. And uh, 
just just think about the historical significance of that. But the the reality is, I think he ends up in Kansas City. Really? Okay. I think Kansas they realize City. Alex Smith can't get him over. Kansas City realizes Alex Smith is not a playoff quarterback. He can't get him over the hump. They have the weapons. They've got they've got a good defense and they've got a good coach, and that system really fits what Romo does well. Think about him in Kansas City, a team that's another team that's close. Houston's not close. That's not even gonna you know. Denver, that's Paxton Lynch's team. I don't I don't see them going anywhere uh, anywhere else at that point. But KC and then as Tate said, Pittsburgh would be an interesting scenario if Big Ben does hang it up. I do think there's a I think there's a seventy percent chance that Big Ben calls a quit. I really believe that. I do too. His body's really bad off. Uh, let me tell you, I don't think, uh, I, I think, uh, Ben's not going anywhere and I, I don't agree with you. There's something that happens. Uh, I don't agree with you on the KC. I really see Romo ending up in Denver without a question. I think, uh, they see a small window yet before, uh, the receivers now get old an opportunity I, I the only thing is uh, I, I think it's a foolish move by any team. I'm going to be honest with you. the The smartest move I've heard, and I don't know if either one of you have heard this yet. Uh, it was something today, and I think that this would be a phenomenal move that people might not understand on the surface. That Mike Glennon to the Jets. Have either one of you heard that yet? No, I haven't heard that yet. The Jets still have a professional football team? They do. And from what I'm hearing, that they're getting ready to offer Mike Glennon somewhere around the $14, 15000000 million a year to come in and wow. be their starter. Their starter? Well, I got oh, two wow. words for you. I got two words for you, and it's not suck it. Brock Osweiler. I've got to tell you, I've seen this kid, though. I guess what if uh, I I know one thing I know he's much better than Brock Osweiler and I can promise you one thing if they do that move people are going to question it at the start if they're able to handle uh, and bring back because I I guess Brandon Marshall wants to leave uh, if they can bring him back and you've got Mike Glennon as your starting quarterback I, I'm going to tell you right now, the kid will put up some nice fantasy numbers. I've seen him firsthand. I never, he got caught up in the idea that uh, Freeman and all that. I mean, uh, and now Jameis over in Tampa. Okay. He got caught up in the idea that he's just behind people that he was never anybody's, any coach's true quarterback. So well, in all that fairness, doesn't mean, though, in what? all fairness, though, you like Johnny Unitas compared to Brock Osweiler. So <laughs> this is true. This is true. He is. He, he... Well, listen, and the idea is this. I got to tell you right now. Um, he, he is much better. He's a big kid, tall kid, got a cannon and would be better. I, I will tell you, he will put up much better numbers than Brock Osweiler. If this is true and this comes to pass, but, uh, all right, JT, you know, uh, we've got Busy J on. And Busy, thanks so much, man. I, I appreciate you calling in and uh, 
we will talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon because we've got something coming up uh, regarding NBA and NHL that we want to talk to you uh-huh. about. And uh, yeah, okay. no, we'll be having you on again real soon, folks. You can catch Busy J over on FantasyJesterSports.com. Double G, uh, he's a little bit everywhere, folks. He's a little bit everywhere. That's why they call him Busy. Busy, yeah. Yeah, Busy J. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Appreciate it. No problem, guys. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk. You too, you too man. You too. Bye bye. I'll tell you. I gotta ask you here. You're the you're yeah. the jester here. This is, you know, this, they named the show after you for a reason. Why is it that every time somebody gives a prediction, it's always a close score? It's always going to be a great game. Let's be real. One, maybe two playoff games this year have been great games. The rest of them have been dogs. Yeah, they have been. They have been, and I, I don't think, you know, I, that's the thing is uh, if – one team doesn't jump out and do a complete blowout. You're just going to see, to me personally, here's how I see the game being played out. The first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, if both teams have scored maybe maybe a 7-7, 10-7 game, because uh-huh. that first quarter, they're going to feel each other out. They're going to test each right. other, okay? And both are going to want to establish that early running game. So you're not going to see much well, in that first quarter. You'll see stuff quarter, open up you know, a little bit the second quarter. Yeah. Something I mentioned to you right before we went on air, not Super Bowl related, but NFL related, I want to throw out there. Uh, congratulations to the guy that should have gotten the rookie of the year, and Dak Prescott. Uh, him in uh, 28 out of 50 votes. Ezekiel Elliott got 21, so that's 49 out of 50 votes went to the uh, Dallas Cowboy rookies. I want to know who the jackass is that voted for – one person voted for somebody else. How is it not one of those two guys? How is it not those two guys, and who is it? Who, who got that I, other I have vote? not been able to find who that one single vote went for. I think it was Carson Wednesday. I thought I read that, but it was kind of a quick thing as we were going on air. But 49 of 50 votes went to either Zeke or Dak. I want to know who the guy is and who did he vote for for that one. Was he watching the NFL this year? I have no clue because now you really got me wondering. NFL Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Prescott wins. Gotcha. Prescott best Elliott. Doesn't say. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's one of those uh, baseball, uh, you know, Hall of Fame cast votes that they that they don't tend to say who it was and who they voted for. But forty nine of fifty went to the Cowboys, and you're talking about a quarterback that was drafted behind all the other big name quarterbacks in this draft, and you're looking at rookie of the year. So uh, Stephen Jones and Jerry uh, doing some work down there in their scouting department. So uh, congratulations to uh, both of those guys. Hey, he was behind Jared Goff. Carson Wentz, folks. Okay, some names to just. Yeah, Paxton Lynch, Hackenberg, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Connor Cook, Connor Cook, Cody Kessler. <laughs> so yeah, it, it does make you wonder about scouting a little bit right now. It's it's one of those Tom Brady things, you know, going in the fifth round, the you know fifth sixth round. But uh, again, forty nine of fifty votes. You know, Cowboys. I know that's not a, a team you like, and no matter what you want to say, I'm not a big fan of them either, but impressive to say both your rookies basically brought home 
99.9 minutes percent of the vote. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a, you know, and that's the thing though is, uh, wow. It hurts. It hurts to be a giant fan in the division where, yeah, two of the rookie of the years go on the same damn team. Right. Right. So Dallas's future is looking good if they get themselves, like you've said in the past, a number two wide receiver because Terrence Williams just doesn't cut the mustard uh, and a little help in their defensive secondary. And they could be uh, a team to reckon with uh, for many years to come. they got a good core. And then Joey Bosa gets the uh, defensive rookie of the year. So Think about that. What does that say for training camp? Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, holding out doesn't sound so bad. It might cost you a couple dollars. Uh, yeah, but it'll get you a nice uh, trophy that isn't a uh, participation trophy, Renegade, on the mantle. <laughs> yeah, folks, that's uh, that's pretty much uh I'll tell you one thing. All right, let's get into it. Let's take a look at this game, and let's get a true breakdown. JT, give me your game, and then I'll give you mine. What do you see the Super Bowl? Give me a score. Give me everything. I listened to you earlier talk about the ground and pound. I don't see Atlanta having the personnel in their offensive line. They're more of a finesse, uh, pulling offensive line. And I don't see them having the personnel in the backfield to, to run that kind of game. You know, Freeman, Devontae Freeman is a, uh, a guy of smaller stature. Coleman is a little bigger, but he's not a between-the-tackle runner. These guys are both off-tackle kind of guys. I see Atlanta out in New England. New England. I think they're going to use them the way that New England's used Kevin Falk in the past. Uh, you know, a lot of screens, a lot of uh, wheel routes out of the backfield. Um, two Texas routes with uh, you know where they line the tight up in the backfield, use him as a fullback and get him open in the flat. So I see them using a lot of short and intermediate passing with their backs to free up, get those safeties to pull up a little bit, and get Julio Jones, Taylor Gabriel, and uh, Muhammad Sanu open and down the field. So I think it's going to be a play action type of game for Matt Ryan. New England's New England. I think you're going to see more from Deion Lewis and John. Uh, John White than you do LeGarrette Blunt. I think Blunt might be a factor on short yardage and goal line. But uh, all in all, I don't think this is going to be a good game. And I really don't think it's going to be close. I think you're going to see a 28-13, to 31-17 type of game where I think Atlanta wins this game. And let's be real, Atlanta's got the, the, the secondary, okay, the linebackers in the secondary to cover Edelman, to cover Lewis. And there is no Gronk. You know, as good as Martellus Bennett is, he's not Gronkowski. So I really don't see them having that big a trouble uh, where they have to double Martellus Bennett. I think they can single him and worrying about, you know, using their uh, their extra help in other places. So 28-13, 31-17, right around that ballpark Atlanta wins. Pick one. I'll go 31-17. 31-17. Who's your MVP? Oh, the same guy that's the MVP of the regular season for me, Matt Ryan. Wow. So you really think Atlanta's going to do this? I would. I listen. I'm I, hoping. Uh, 
you know, listen, I'm hoping. I got a lot riding on this, man. I got a good probably half inch of hair on top of my head right now because I cut it today. That's riding on this, so yeah, I definitely think Atlanta's gonna win. Uh, uh, you know, I, as a Giant fan, obviously, I hope. I, I really do hope that you're correct. Unfortunately, um, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Here, I, I I see a game where, yeah, it isn't going to be high scoring, folks, but I do see it as a good game. I see it as a close game. I see Dion Lewis a lot. I see a lot of him, okay, because they can go ahead and protect the middle and uh, I don't see a lot of deep ball action from either team, really. I see a lot of uh, Taylor Gabriel, all right, because they're going to – listen, there's no secret what Belichick's going to do. He's going to take away Julio and make everybody else beat him, and they're going to make him go to the third wide receiver, the third wide receiver, Taylor Gabriel, in that offense. They're going to make him check down and check down off. They're going to keep him patient. That's the best thing that they, that they can do is they're going to keep Matt Ryan patient and force him to go underneath, 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 underneath. There's no secret here of what's going to happen. Then you're going to have Brady on the other side who's been there, done that, okay, and going to do just enough. I think, though, that he's not going to be the factor that he'd like to be in this game. I think he'd like to make a statement this game, and I don't see that happening because, you know, you mentioned the linebacker coverage. I think they're going to use those smaller linebackers to uh, force Brady to move around. That's what I would be doing is forcing that guy to move around because as a Giants fan, I've seen how he doesn't like to move around. In the end, though, I just don't think Atlanta has enough uh, in them to get over the hump. I see 27-24, the Patriots. Chester, let me me throw something out there at you real quick. So if you read any of the coverage, it looks like uh, because he's the more physical corner, New England's going to have Logan Ryan covering Julio Jones. Just look at the completion percentage against Logan Ryan this year. There's a reason why the guy averages like eight tackles a game because people are completing balls on him. Um, I just don't see that New England secondary being what it was back in the Super Bowl days. They don't have a Teddy Bruschi, but here's the last thing I'll give you. Think of the effect that Dwight Freeney has had on, on Vic Beasley as far as teaching him how to – I mean. I think Freeney from back in his days with the Colts knows a thing or two about playing against Tom Brady. And I really think he said, if you look in the playoffs, he's had a huge impression and impact on Beasley. And I think Beasley could wreak havoc in this game. Well, that's what I'm saying is I, I can see the faster linebackers having a huge, huge role in this game. And uh, I just – Maybe because I want it so bad, I'm afraid to see it. I really, I really Self-defense want Self-defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah I want the Patriots to lose in the worst way, and I, I will this be severely, yeah, I severely, I'd be severely. If the Patriots win, you can crow no. about it. If they lose, you're happy anyway, and you didn't lose your leg hair. 
Uh, yeah, well, if, if you notice, that's why I didn't bet my leg hair is because <laughs> I don't see the game. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. And, and I really do. I see the Patriots uh, going down, as, as as the story will tell, as one of the greater teams, whether you want to put an asterisk that's to it or not, that's up to everybody. Uh, as a Giant fan, you know what? Here's the thing. As a Giant fan, I can't. You know what? Because I know too much about the sport. You know what? A half a pound in the football didn't change, or a half a pound or a pound uh, of air in the football didn't change the fact that the Patriots kicked Indy's ass all over that field that day. Okay? The, the whole idea that they were filming a practice, follow this, less than 100 feet from where they were supposed to be, isn't the reason why they were winning games, folks. Stop. All right, I'm a Giants fan. I hate them. Let's not lie, okay? They are well-coached. They are well-prepared. And you know why? And here, I'm going to leave everybody on this one. The real simple, because as you had guys like the New York Giants, and I just watched that idiot Rashad Jennings talk about, oh, it didn't affect anything. Listen, you moron, okay? You're, here's what's wrong with Odell and the rest of you guys then. You're worried about you when it's a team game. You're busy worried about the, and in Beckham's case, you're worried about the Odell brand more than you are about the Giants brand. It's more about me and not the team. And that is why the New England Patriots succeed, because Bill Belichick understands and makes each player understand you are not bigger than this team. It is about the team, and it is real simple. Do your job which is what I've done here tonight, folks. Everybody thought they had jokes until they actually have to meet the jokes. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in on another great night. Tune in Wednesday as the big announcement. We are so excited for this show, folks. This Wednesday, 8 p.m. FXE Live. We're going to have Taito. Taito. One of the wrestlers that are going to be on the show, he'll be joining in, and we'll give you a schedule of all the different events leading up. Again, I'm the Fantasy Jester with Jason Townsend and the rest of the gang here. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in each week. We love you for it. Why we want to bring you the best of everything. Have a great night. This is the Fantasy Jester. I'm out of here. Opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.